0: A new episode of the Truth or Death podcast starts now.
1: So listeners, and welcome back to the Gigi and Sati podcast. Today, it's all about spice and deep talk. I'm in company once more with a guest that has been here before. So if you haven't listened to the episode that was here before, you should do that to have a bit of... Um, Sprinkle before the spice comes into your life. I'm in company of James Lynn today. He, him, photographer, digital artist, melon lord, <laughs> 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 spicy Taurus. And he also wants us to know that anything, oh, yeah, um, living in the same era as Haley Williams and Billie Eilish is something that we should be blessed for. And also, a where you can find him to contact him and work with him will be in the descriptions. Hello and welcome back, James.
0: Hello, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. We're going to have a good talk today. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very interested in this topic.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be very um, very interesting because we decided to come together and talk about dreams and how we motivate ourselves when it comes to like projects and stuff. So grab a cup of coffee, tea, beer, wine, whatever you need, have a sit and enjoy the ride because yeah essentially we're gonna have a deep talk about all these topics um but before that do you quickly want to tell us who you are what you do a bit more again and just a little bit of taurus spice before
0: taurus spice well i am james lind i am a sort of a professional photographer kind of it's hard to say that because you know the pandemic has basically had me on ice for the last year but yeah i'm a professional photographer i specialize in sort of like conceptual fine art fantasy style portraiture i like to really like bring ideas to life and you know and dreams to life i suppose you know when people have a dream a vision i like to create it in visual format to help tell their story um but yeah, it's been it's been a quiet year with the whole pandemic thing going on. So really, I just exist playing video games and eating nice food. Taurus life.
1: <laughs> Taurus life. <laughs> if you're Taurus out there, um, can you please confirm and message us? Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: right. We're going to go into the deep dive right away. So, and like, I always usually pre- uh, prepare questions, but this is, Possibly going to be more an open talk there, where we like just exchange our opinions and stuff. But so. the first topic we wanted to discuss: what does pursuing our dreams mean to us?
0: Well, for me, it's about sort of like cultivating a lifestyle that I'm comfortable with and feel satisfied with and I feel like actually resonates with me authentically I like I've never really felt that this sort of weird rigid framework that society throws on us has ever really worked for me like I've, I've tried it I've tried the full-time job thing I've tried the sort of the nine to five thing I've, I've tried living like a normal person but it's just such hard work to make that work for me and the rewards just don't seem to come back to me it's like I'm giving out all of my energy and effort and getting absolutely nothing back which I think is something a lot of people can relate to in this day and age so for me you know my my dream is obviously to like cultivate a creative career that I can live off full time and be able to sort of express myself through that and you know I don't expect to make millions from it, but you know, just to be able to live comfortably, to be able to travel, to be able to meet and work with incredible people, that is basically my dream. And that is to just sort of cultivate a lifestyle that allows me to flourish authentically as who I am, allow my energy to flourish authentically as who I am and not to feel like I'm constantly trying to like cram this like square peg into a round hole, which is what trying to fit into society feels like these days. So for me, that's, that's kind of like the angle that I go with, with pursuing my dreams.
1: Yeah, for me, it's living my unapologetic truth, 100%. And that's only something that came to me, I would say, in the span of like last year during COVID, as that, as that maybe sounds, um, I'm 26 now. So yeah, it took me a quarter of my lifetime because I'm going to turn 100, just you didn't know in case and so um
0: gonna live forever
1: not forever but 100 is is close enough Um, a few
0: thousand years of world domination and then i might (laughs) hand over the reins who knows we'll see
1: correct correct um yeah so it's just living my unapologetic truth and i know that this is not a truth for everyone and that's okay and it took me a long time to actually come to this conclusion that you know i'm not for everyone and that's okay and so are my dreams and my dreams are quite shape-shifting as my personality is um not in the matter of my essence really it's more the situation of like you know because i'm very fast with my energy levels and how i create things and stuff so while you see me working on a book, for example, one moment, I'm already three steps ahead onto another plan. And that's the kind of situation that I'm living with my dreams and how I pursue my dreams. It's kind of like, because it might also be with like age, you know, at some point, while we run around as teenagers, and often like, who are we? What do we want to do? And stuff like that. When you come into your 20s, I feel like it's this thing of you stop, giving away certain energy to people where you feel like, no, nah, that's just a waste of time. Like it doesn't mean directly you always throw away your shot. It's more this thing of like, I'm throwing or like I'm I'm doing my shots. But if people constantly reject me or just don't take time or pay attention, then I'm not going to run after them anymore. And that's the same with like dreams. Um, creating dreams for me is as much as it always looks like on the outside, it is a process of realism to me. Cause I do have a lot of imagination but I'm kind of like the magician behind everything if there's like it's almost like you know every dream is kind of like a like a lock for me and I know I have the key and I know how to unlock certain things but I need to understand certain like mechanisms behind it like purpose like seeing a bigger vision behind it and For this is like people for example my friends often come to me like can you manifest this for me and I'm like yeah sure but why and if they don't give me a why I won't do it and it's it's similar like that with dreams like I need to understand like not into detail because that will just clash certain dreams because with every dream you always have to have an open door it's kind of like the the joker card in every deck like you can make certain plans and you can like figure it out but a good dream realization is really when you have like kind of like more than one part to the plan so that's kind of like how i work with the dreams and what it means to me and the essential thing with unapologetic truth is just that like this i create my dream life and as james mentioned before as well i used to think that nine to five was my thing and for a while that was already that was my thing and it was okay because um three years ago I literally my only goal was to just like you know live in London have a job that pays my rent that's it and I got that very quickly and then I realized is that it like is that the the end goal and I was like no that's not it you want more and especially with like living your unapologetic truth and connections to your dreams you should always ask yourself like what do you really want because obviously we have certain privileges in the world and that's always something that we have to consider like everyone has a certain privilege so coming from a European kind of living and state and stuff obviously we have so much more privilege compared to other countries and that is essentially something also that I deeply understand and am blessed for that I have it. And though even like to every story, there is always the other side as well. Like I'm still part of the LGBTQ, which, ha- which has to deal a lot of stuff with discrimination and just generally the whole of part of being different in the matter of what's normal in the society comes with a lot of responsibility in the aspect of the moment you go that path, it's not automatically easier and that's something that a lot of people often misunderstand like what looks so easy to someone on the outside is most likely not easy as the reality is and that's something that you always have to consider and same with like people in a nine-to-five job it might not always be easy for them as well but it's easier like it's from my perspective, it's this thing of like, I could do a nine to five job, I could give away the responsibility of like, you know, I don't have to worry about like, when do I have to turn up to work? What do I have to do? Like, it will always be the same repetitive t- cycle in the sense of like, yeah, there's a structure already given. When you're self employed in your own boss, there is no structure unless you become the structure. And yeah. that's a big challenge that a lot of people forget when it comes to like being self employed, which is why it's so essential that we also have certain structure because otherwise we would have anarchy and chaos, and yeah, only people like me and James would survive.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm touch and go on whether I'm surviving or not. It, it's a little bit <laughs> over here, but, you know. It's, I think that is an important sort of thing to touch on. Is we get a very glamorized perspective on chasing dreams through the media, like pretty much every movie that you ever watch is incredibly romanticized It's all oh if you just work hard enough and you know sing a really happy disney song about what your dreams are Mm -hmm. you will get there and it's like that's not quite it and it's the same with social media you know you touch upon how people can see things as if it's really easy as if it comes to people really easy but they don't see the hours and the tears that go down behind the scenes like and something that isn't discussed enough in my opinion is what you actually have to face when you're pursuing your dreams because it really is a very intense personal growth and spiritual path that you have to walk down and i think i think there's a reason why like 99% of people in the world aren't like thriving off their dreams all the time because what you find happens is that you start walking down it. you really sort of the first few years are like really sort of like happy and exciting because it's all new and adventurous and you've not hit the wall of fuckery yet. It's like, it's, if you're in that happy phase, just a warning, it's going to hit you. And you know, this does happen in the Disney movies, which are sort of romanticized, but you always have that thing sort of like before the climax at the end where the hero or the heroine sort of, like, hits a wall and they just start to completely doubt themselves. And that is sort of accurate to what it is like in real life. Like, you will reach a point where the adventure stops being fun and suddenly becomes really, at best, hard work. At worst, it can be incredibly sort of, like, soul-crushing. Like, you do have to really deep dive into your psyche and overcome a lot of things within you in order to progress past that to sort of like the happy ending the the happily ever after that I'm not sure it exists. Cause you know, like you said as well, like once you achieve one dream, you then sort of like, it's, it's not the end you then develop into another one. Like your, your, your dreams evolve and adapt. So I don't think it's as simple as like, Oh, there is a happily ever after. Cause you always, start to aspire to something new, your dreams do evolve. But I think I think the majority of people hit that fit that sort of era of discomfort. And that's where I think a lot of people get lost because they either don't know how to navigate through it or they just hit it and immediately go, oh, that's uncomfortable. I'm not (laughs) let's let's go back to that comfortable nine to five thing because I know what I'm doing over there and this this whole storm I don't want to go there so yeah I think I think that sort of aspect of it isn't talked about enough everyone just sort of goes oh hustle culture if you just work until you die you will get there it's like it's it's not that simple you do have to really dig deep into yourself and learn how to get out of your own way to make success and I think that's something like you always hear like celebrities sort of miss that side of the, the argument. They always go, oh, yeah, I just worked hard, was really consistent. You know, I drank water and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. But you haven't told us about the psychological aspect of it. And, you know, it's very rare that you see a celebrity like do a proper deep dive into all of their struggles on their journey. And it's, I think that's why it's always uplifting when you do get that perspective, because it is like, oh, OK, so you did actually, like, struggle to get to where you are today. You didn't just hop, skip and jump your way merrily into living this amazing life. I, I say amazing with, like, air quotes because, like, life is never 100% amazing for anybody. But, yeah, I just I just think it's an area that isn't explored enough in in the whole discussion about living your dreams, which is kind of why I pitched this today because I figured, like, between my experiences of the last few years, where I, I very heavily hit that wall and I'm still sort of very much immersed in it, combined with your sort of experiences as both like a life coach, plus I know that you're sort of like going through this yourself with your personal development right now, I figured we'd be able to like meet in the middle and have a very interesting sort of discussion on that perspective of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can 100% agree on the part of like, it's not enough discussed about because when I, so I'm now four months self-employed and I think the shocking fact for me at this point is like, I'm so far ahead from people that might never, or like will have a slower process, which is shocking to me because like I, you could, say it's a gift I think it's equally also sometimes a curse to just see through stuff because that's why I constantly say I see through bullshit because I do I do and it's part of my love life process and astrological speaking it's uh, also in my chart that I have transformation as my constant theme of life <laughs> so it's always this thing of like and it comes shocking to me because um I'm not I'm not away from self-reflection like i do mistakes where other people would go doesn't she know that does she not see that or maybe they tell me and i won't listen because it's always like that you know you can't avoid that i have situations with my mom where she said like i said this to you three years ago i'm like yeah thanks like but at the same time it's also this thing of like i of, of course i couldn't have listened because i wasn't there yet i i had to make these mistakes because sometimes like with the brick walls what you just said Um, I used to be a person where it was really this I I literally ran against every fucking brick wall because I had to because there was no other way out like I sometimes need that crashing moment of like really going deep because otherwise um, because that's what that's kind of like how I deal with things sometimes as well like I really need to feel the pain in the sense of every aspect of like what I'm going through and I know that's why people are often saying like how do you do that and I'm like I don't fucking know but I have no choice right <laughs> um I mean I do have a choice you know uh, as as uh, that's something that I also uh really distance myself from because when people say like no some people don't have a choice and I do believe that essentially we always have a choice but a choice isn't necessarily always easy. Like, and that's where like privilege and st- stuff like that comes into into this. Like, obviously someone that has been growing up in a very white environment, always had a good stable kind of like healthy family um, has much more, or like has easier ways to say like, you know what, I'll just do it and try. And you know what, yeah. if something happens, I still got my family, you know, and, on, and stuff like that. And some people maybe don't even have a family or ha- have never had that kind of, level of education and stuff. Um so, <laughs> perfect. Uh, clock um clock strikes again. so yeah it's this thing of um it, it's crazy to be at this point and like I've only been here for four four months and in the scene itself I see through so much now. But at the same time it's also good because like I came with a very big naive thinking and the scene of oh, this scene is very much about community, right? And right? So, like, people are really supportive of each other. And I got hit against the first brick wall, which was, like, competition. And I was like, holy fucking shit. What do you mean, competition? I thought I left high school right behind me. <laughs> and then you sit there and you're like, I feel fucking lost because no one fucking talks to me. No one understands what I want to do in the scene. So I'm, again, the outsider. Yay! Jackpot! And, um... The good things, what I still did is I did a lot of investments. And I think that's something that I would say is never wrong. Because even when you look back at it and feel like, oh, I didn't take anything from this kind of investment, you will have a lesson after. Even if it's just like, this didn't bring me anything that I didn't know, it will still be a lesson that you're like, oh, so you know your matter of fact and you don't need someone in this kind of expertise to help you anymore. So it's this thing of I did a lot of investments. Um but at the same time that was also for me this thing of I got a lot of beliefs from other people into my mind where I was like hold on a second do I really think this or is this just someone else trying to tell me what to do again which I hate. <laughs> um cuz I've got a I've got this kind of energy and vibe like It's not wrong to invest, but the reflection part is really important. Like everything you learn from anyone, you always have to reflect with your own truth. Even when you come to me and work with me, what I say is maybe not your truth. And that's okay. Because that's the essential key when it comes to my mentoring and stuff. I don't want you to be like me. Like, please, no, it's very chaotic. It's very tense sometimes. You don't want to be in. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's, for me, it's all about like embracing the truth in the matter of helping people understand their truth. Cause I think that's something essentially the world needs right now. We need people that dare their truth in the sense of, I want to do my thing, but that doesn't mean I have to be like this person next to me. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that is so essential that we always forget because, and I'm not like, I was there as well. I thought like, you know, with, 10 years of tarot card experience, you come into this thing of like, oh, I know everything. And then you get all these new people that suddenly pick up cards and you're like, oh my God, do you even know where it's coming from? Do you even know the history? Do you even know the background? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, yeah. It's good that you do that. But we have to face the fact that there will always be people who can from one day to another start learning our crafts. Like our craft in itself is not exclusive to us. And we should keep an open mind to have discussions and respect for that same reverse like if someone starts learning something we shouldn't all we should also be respectful for the people that have been there before so it's kind of like a balance between that and I think no matter if it's like in the scene of creatives or just in the coaching scene I think that's something that there's a big big lack and needs more improvement when it comes to the understanding of community because essentially we all can learn something from each other and I think that's something that is so important to keep an open mind because yeah um you will always have people who act like they know shit all, yeah and then they are like two weeks in the industry but they will have their brick wall moment don't you worry like it that's the moment where you can decide like okay is that worth my energy no I don't think so and I know that's a lot long process to learn and I like I come from a spectrum where I was driven always by anger like I still have a lot of anger issues always, um, but I start learning, or I start, um, I started to work with that, and I've changed a lot in the process already. Because for now, it's more this thing of me: for is it worth my energy? Is it worth my energy in five years? And if the answer is no, then I let it go. And
0: sometimes bring you to the light side, yeah. <laughs>
1: No, no, no! No, it's not just lighter. It's the solid in between, gray Jedi. We're
0: uh, going for the balance.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'm going for the balance, of course. Um, because the thing is also like, and that's something also important to understand. You should still not bypass your feelings. Like this is not about saying like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter in five years. Why should I know? Sometimes you also you've got to need. Feel it. Yeah, you got to feel it. You have to, and that's when I, for example, go like. I'm angry at you right now so I need my space to just deal with this and that's when you know that as long as you give me the space and don't interrupt my boundaries it's going to be okay because that's the thing of like no matter if it's a friendship or a relationship or work partnership whatever it is we can't avoid discussions we can't avoid certain conflict potential and to like it's also okay because it's essentially it's just what we resonate with our values so like when I get upset it's mostly because people are quite close-minded that's the majority of conflicts that I have where I'm like oh my god this is the whole thing of like I see through your bullshit in the sense of like I see your problem and then it's also for me to say like but I need to step away because this is actually not my problem until you tell me I need your help And that's something that I had to learn in the process as well um, to make that a difference and to come back to the whole dream situation. And the lesson I learned from that is literally like, um, and I'm now only four months in the self-employment industry as author, artist, and coach, mentor, which, whatever you want to call it. Um, So there will be more lessons for me to learn, but I have the enormous luck to already have so much learned in these past four months where people will only learn this in like two, three years. So for me, it's really, I'm really blessed at the same time because this is also with the part of my shadow work and stuff. It's really this thing for me to, you know, I need that deep transformation because if I only grasp on the surface, it will come back to me later on. And that's something that essentially you also need to understand when it comes to pursuing your dreams you got to have patience. And I know that sucks because especially when you're like full and fast of energy, like you want to have it now. And then especially when you see someone else that is just, you know, they suddenly got the job that you wanted or like something similar or they start working with someone where you're like, why the fuck do they got the job? Like what the hell? And -hmm. you're like, yeah, but you need to like, what I always remember or try to remember is If it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. And at the same time, if it's not for you meant to be, something better will come always. Trust me on this one. When I was 15, I had the big dream of living in London and being an author and writing my own book. 10 years later, I'm sitting literally in the two businesses and I'm doing exactly that. And this was just back then, the only reason why it took me so long was because back then, I didn't really have a focus, you know, transformation that said, like, go this way, go this way. It was this wild ride of, like, who the fuck am I? And how am I supposed to deal with everything and being so different when everyone else is so fucking normal around me? And then it's just this thing of, like, I took so long, because I had no one that took me by the hand and said, let's go until I went to London. And I went to London the first time when I was 21, I believe, 2021. So, like, if you look back that's five years and then that was just the beginning of me starting to realize that I really want to write a book so like essentially you could say the whole process of being myself and doing what I want was three years ago so it's like that's not long that's it obviously everything that I have done before shaped me into the personality that I'm the person that I'm now but you know that's why it's also important that we have these talks because don't make the same mistakes that we do
0: (laughs) but at the same time you're probably going to make the same mistakes because you know from what I've observed is like you can and I'm sure you get this a lot as well like you can tell it how it is to people you can tell all the cautionary tales that you want and they'll be like cool yeah I'll you know sure and they'll still have to learn from experience themselves anyway and I think that's just you've kind of touched upon it several times. That is kind of just how the process is, is you do just have to learn it yourself. Like It's good to find mentors and stuff who can help guide you, but when it comes down to it, you have to get your hands dirty. You have to just sort of dive in, start making the investments, start having the failures to learn from, start having the successes that build your confidence up, get a balance of all of these things. And that does start to just sort of propel you further forward on your journey and that sort of helps you to figure out who your true authentic self is and that helps to guide you towards your actual dreams as well as helping sort of clarify that path towards your actual dreams and I think that's where like I struggle with this like I'm I'm a weird sort of paradox that this is one of the things that my life is like full of little paradoxes but like I'm a very intuitive person I like to listen to my gut a lot But I'm also very up in my head. So I like to have everything planned down to the last detail before I take that first step. And I think there's a lot of people who like to sort of have everything planned out and they will spend so much time planning that they won't ever actually act on anything. And therefore, they don't ever get any of that experience. And that's something that I've had to sort of really teach myself to get out of the habit of is like, you've already got that feeling from your gut that says go for it. So don't worry about the planning so much. Like your gut's already given you the go-ahead. So go ahead, you know, start just just wing your way through it. And like whatever happens, even if it ends up bad, like if it's if it's gut checked, it's gonna it's gonna teach you something valuable. So just sort of go for it and don't get caught up in the loop of being like, right, I have to plan out exactly when I have to plan out the weather, which I can't even control. Like you're wasting your time. If you wait for the opportune moment quote unquote, then you're wasting your time because there's never going to be an opportune moment. You have to just start doing things. And like, and sometimes the things that you're doing you won't even have an explanation for. Like someone would be like, what are you doing? Just be like, just don't, just don't ask me that. I don't know. But I'm doing it. And that's what counts. Like as long as you're doing things and like learning from it. And like you say, having the self-reflection to be like, okay, what can I actually take from that experience? Whether it went right or whether it went wrong, like you should be reflecting on both of those things and be like, right, what can I take from this that's going to make the next step work better? And like, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong because they spend a lot of time being like, hmm, well, if I just sort of wait until the stars have shifted around and that mountain is just a little pebble, then I won't have to climb the mountain. I can just step over it. It's like, you know, you can wait, as long as you want but as soon as that mountain is a pebble there's going to be something else just behind it that's going to inconvenience you that you hadn't even seen through the mountain so like, just climb the goddamn mountain and then deal with the next thing that you find like just start doing these things and you'll find yourself much further ahead than if you sit there waiting and I think that's sort of like an important lesson that a lot of people definitely like particularly me like I definitely had to learn that because I spent a lot of time being very indecisive about things because it's like a lot of people want particularly in this day and age with like social media and stuff everyone's sort of like conditioned to want instant feedback and it's like unfortunately when you're pursuing your own dreams and your own truth you're not going to get instant feedback because at the end of the day it's your truth so no one else can come along and say oh you're doing that right because no one else has a clue nobody else knows what your truth is so they can't come along and be like hey good job have a gold star it's like it's it's it doesn't work like that the only feedback has to come from yourself and you can be waiting a long time to be getting that feedback from yourself depending on what your own sort of like standards and stuff are which is another sort of realm of self-exploration that you have to unravel which i'm not going to sort of deep dive into right this second we might dive into it later But it's like, if you don't get that feedback, it's very easy to get burnt out because you're constantly working and getting like, particularly like for me, this last like a couple of years, there's not been much positive feedback. And it is very tiring when you're just constantly sort of like slogging and you're either seeing no returns or you're seeing negative returns. It can be very tiring. And, you know, even when you sort of adopt the the spiritual thing of, yay, I'm learning lessons from all of this that keeps getting thrown at me, it still gets tiring. And you have to learn to sort of manage that and sort of, like, cope with the fact that the feedback that you get isn't always going to be the feedback that you want. Which I think ties in very much to sort of, like, ego quite a lot, which, again, you've sort of, like indirectly touched upon with everything that you were saying like particularly in community like ego is something that you bounce upon in communities all of the time which is incredibly tiring but on a personal note you've also got to sort of like encounter your own ego which no matter how chill you are we all have our ego and we all have moments where our ego riles up and goes hey i'm gonna run the show for a little bit and it pretty much never ends well when that happens. So you've got to learn to be on the ball with when your ego is, is popping up. And the way um, I think it was Dr. K, who is this um, like Twitch streamer, he's like a a medical professional and and a therapist. And he does like not therapy for legal reasons, but he's like, it gives a lot of advice to like gamers and stuff about life. And he was talking about the ego, and the way that he described it is like ego is comparison. It's when you're trying to sort of like fit yourself in to like whatever the social hierarchy is. So it's like rather than just sort of seeing everything as just life and everything is what it is, you're there going right. Well, they're over there, they're up there. I want to be here, you know. And you're constantly trying to like manipulate the situation and get one up on other people and make yourself look cooler than you are and climbing the social ladder and stuff. And that's when your sort of, your ego is active because it's trying to navigate you and protect you through that sort of system. And it's, you know, it's good to have that protection. It's there for a reason, but you've also got to acknowledge that it's just a protective system. It's not you. And therefore you have to control it rather than it controlling you. And again, that's sort of one of those things that you, have to become very conscious of and be very mindful of throughout your journey, because as soon as your ego takes the wheel, it'll steer you. It will generally steer you towards what it considers safety, whatever that's perceived to be, which is usually not where you want to be going. If you want to be charging toward your dreams, because safety quote unquote is generally your comfort zone. Again, whatever that is, like I think comfort zone is like an awful term for it because the comfort zone is usually deeply uncomfortable, but it's the devil you know, basically. And like the ego is happy to drive you back to being in like a festering stinkhole as long as it's your festering stinkhole that you know. And that's not where you want to be going if you want to be pursuing your dreams. You have to overcome that and be like, look, I appreciate what you're trying to do, I appreciate that you're trying to get me in certain directions but I'm trying to get over there right now and you're either coming with me or you can sit at the back and be quiet but I'm going over there and again I think that's one of the challenges that a lot of people aren't prepared to face particularly early on and I think that's one of those sort of big hurdles that you have to overcome because like I said there's there's definitely been moments when my ego has taken over and like I'm naturally a very sort of prideful person i'm, I'm a taurus what can i say it's it's on brand like i'm very prideful i'm very stubborn i'm very slow to like shift myself in my own benefit like once i've set my mind to something it's like I'm. i'm just going to keep repeating this like even though i know it's not working i must make it work i will i will keep beating this rock with my fists until i physically erode it away even though i have literally broken my wrists doing so like it takes me a lot to sort of go do you know what maybe there's a better way of doing this and maybe i should ask someone who is already like mind this to show me how i could do this better but that's something that you have to do is you do have to sort of like get out of your own way and be like look Maybe I should go find a mentor for this who can show me what to do. Or maybe it's not even a mentor that you need to do. Maybe there's a different thing that you need to be doing. Maybe you can figure it out for yourself, but you have to look at it from a different angle. But you have to be willing to allow yourself to look at things from a different angle. And that's all your ego sort of going like, oh, but I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm not going to ask those people. I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep doing it with a smile on my face so that people look at me and go, oh, he knows what he's doing. You know, it's like and it's like it doesn't ultimately you can't control whether people perceive you like that or not. So it's kind of a really futile thing to be doing. But even if they do look at you and go, oh, he knows what he's doing. Like, what good does that do you? Because you don't know what you're doing. So it's like it's, it's better to be vulnerable about the fact that you don't know what you're doing and have someone go, hey, I can show you what, what to do. And then you go, oh, okay, yeah. And then five minutes later, you're through to the next round. It's like, great. It's it's better to do that than to let your ego consume you and keep you fixed in that place of uncomfortable comfort.
1: Yeah. Well done. <laughs> um, it dives into the topic of uh, mistakes to avoid or like things to avoid when you're whether you're self-employed or want to achieve your dream um psychological speaking ego is a big thing um from my shadow work point um and the Carl Jung believes it is that what you just said like it is a form of protection and in Latin it's called I so it's simply just a factor inside of us that is basically the one that we have also been feeding on from other people over years it's kind of this thing of like you know when your mom tells you as a child like um you need to go to bed before 10 or otherwise there will be a monster under your bed and stuff like that i mean that's a very like imaginative example but you know it's things like that or it's like you have to work hard or you're never going to be rich Stuff like that so essentially everything that we do then is based on beliefs that sometimes aren't our own beliefs which is why it's so essential that you start to question your truth and that's a process that never stops because change is something that is there for all of us we cannot avoid change even if you stay in the same job for 40 years there will be change it's You cannot avoid change. It will happen. It will happen as the same. It will happen in colleagues. It will happen in the tools that you work with. It will happen. So get comfortable with change because that's something that you have to deal with your lifetime. And then the other thing is, and again, that doesn't mean you can't feel upset about things or like that you're not going to have a good cry or that you're going to be angry about stuff like, please go out there and let your emotions flow without harming someone especially yourself um but at the same time um the faster you accept certain truths that are just there for all of us same like dying the more you get comfortable with it um and the reason why I talk about death so much I mean it was it is also a part of my life just with everything that I've been through and just in general I think it's the biggest motivator that we have in life, you know, like we're all going to die one day. So you might as well live your truth and be unapologetic about it. And my chemical romance once said, everybody wants to change the world and no one wants to die for it. And that's something that I live by because um, first of all, no one is ever going to change the whole world. That's not how it works because um, I know Hollywood always makes us believe that, you know, if we all could be Captain America, everything would be fine but even captain america doesn't like even in the Marvel movies people die and yeah. that's something that will always be the way it's the it's really the tough understanding of balance cuz like especially in times where crisis seems to grow with like climate change and stuff and like higher volumes of like you know people when it's it's this thing when people say like oh my god media has been recently dark so much and you sit there and you're like well media has been dark 10 years ago you know
0: like it's the world isn't a happy place yeah yeah if you actually take the time to look outside your bubble there's there's quite a lot going on that ain't that nice it's just that now thanks to the beauty of social media we get to have it live streamed right into our consciousness 24 hours a day it's you know beautiful
1: yeah exactly the
0: actual the whole sort of like we we are all going to die truth is something that's been very frustrating to me because, like, I had a quote-unquote near-death experience because it was one of those where it was, like, not a, a near-death experience per se. I wasn't, like, I didn't go to the other side and then get brought back or anything, but, like, I was 18, I collapsed a lung, didn't even realise for 24 hours, I just, you know, you're 18, you're like, I, you know, I just feel a lot of pain and I can't breathe. And by the time I got to the hospital, I was turning blue. That's how, like, it, it got. And I subsequently learned that if I hadn't got medical treatment, I would have slipped into a coma and died from not getting enough oxygen, basically. Which, as an 18-year-old, is quite a wake-up call. Because for the majority of 18-year-olds who haven't gone through any sort of, like, sickness or anything, you just think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be fine until I turn, like, 70. And then I can worry about death. But it's like, that isn't the case. And the thing that really, that I found really frustrating is that I had this new sort of passion for life. I was like, right, I've got one shot at this and it could end at any moment. So let's really deep dive into life. But everyone around me didn't have that mentality. And it was a very frustrating thing to be like, hey, why don't we go on this adventure? And people would just be like, no. Now I'm I'm worried about this TV show. And it's like, but, but you could die tomorrow. Like, let's let's do something cool. No, I'm going to worry about this really pointless thing that I'm not even going to care about next week. But right now, it's really throwing me off. And it's like, can we can we all just sort of like get onto the point of like we're all going to die someday, whether it's tomorrow or in fifty years time. Let's like. You know, I think it's sort of important, not in a morbid way or in a depressing way. Like if you if your mental health struggles, this probably isn't the right thing to do at this point in your life. But I think it's important to have like a healthy respect every day when you wake up to be like, this could be my last day. You know, I I, I'm amazed that I lived the night because, you know, people in old age can just die in their sleep. Like, you know, I woke up. This is cool. This is another blessing let's make something of this day and you know i don't always do that because you know life does have its way of just going on but i think it's important to regularly just sort of check in and be like look i'm still alive no matter you know no matter how much things suck right now you know the pandemic has definitely been a sucky time for us all but like no matter how much things are sucking sometimes it's good just to check in and be like i'm alive that's really cool i don't necessarily like the fact that i'm alive is a miracle frankly at any time, like the universe is constantly conspiring to like just be chaotic. So the fact that I'm still here and still thriving is really cool. What am I going to do with this? And I think that's something that, like you say, it's not something you need to dwell on to the point of nihilistic morbidity, but just sort of like being aware in that that can be a, a source of fuel for making you go, yeah, I don't have all the time in the world. Let's start making moves today you don't have to move mountains today, but it's like, if I can just sort of like take one step towards my dream today, that's one step closer. You know, and I think that's something that a lot of people, a lot of people put things off again. Like I said earlier, sort of waiting for the opportune time. It's like, Oh, well I've, I've got a comfortable nine to five job. I'll, I'll write that album another time. Or, you know, I've always wanted to learn to play guitar, but oh, I don't have the time right now. I'll just, you know, that can wait. I'll have time in the future. It's like, well, Just buy yourself a guitar, find two minutes a day. Yeah, I know you're not going to be like an epic guitar musician within a year by playing two minutes a day, but it's still two minutes a day more than you would be doing otherwise. So just start taking that time now. Stop putting off these things that you've dreamed of doing. Like start finding steps. Like even the littlest step forward is a step forward and it compounds to great successes like if you think of like how much two minutes amounts to over a year that's still a hell of a lot more than you would have done if you just spent that year not doing that thing so it's like just take those little steps right now go pause this podcast and go do something cool go take that step towards your dream and then come back and listen to the rest of this
1: i mean uh, what you said before with the once you have that kind of wake up moment whether it's through a death experience or not um what usually happens is that your environment shifts as well. So like, or like that's a lesson that you can definitely take away from the stop wasting your energy on people that aren't your vibe. Like, trust me. And it starts with usually like in the teenage years, when you go to school and stuff, like you think that these are your friends and they are always yours. And there are teenagers there that are literally expressing who they are in the very early ages of teenage years. However, you're gonna be fine if your school friends don't stay your school friends. Like that's something that you need to understand. And then beyond that, also, every time you let someone out of your life, someone new comes in, trust me, it works that way. It happens. And even if not, so fucking what? You only want people that literally support you no matter what and understand your truth. And I have still people from like 10 years ago when I lived in Germany and stuff, and they don't care what I do they know that I change a lot and they celebrate that and support that and it's the same with every other group that you're going to find in life either people take you for who you are or they are just there for a certain time you know it's like writing a book and and having certain chapters some people are chapters some people are whole book some people write the whole trilogy or whole series of books with you and others are just not meant for you and I think that's the essential lesson to take away from this. Like, And it's the same with like, sometimes you get people that you only work with for a project, for example, and that's really cool and that's really awesome. And then, you know, you got to move on and you're going to move to the next project. And that's still cool, you know, like it always is about the same vision and the same vibe. And that's okay. Like when I started, I started with a different team of my book series than I have now. And that's okay. Like I'm, I'm still appreciating everyone that has worked on this journey so far. And even more, I appreciate the people that went through everything step by step. And that's also something that the matter of impact I know is a very tricky topic when it comes to social media, especially because like we always, we are so driven by likes and comments and numbers and stuff. And that's something that you need to take away from this now is with every like that you get, there are five likes behind that are not visible that's something that you need to tell yourself always because on social media, we are, we have forgotten how it is to comment. We have forgotten how it is to share. We have forgotten how it is to be open about the things we love. Like for example, I'm friends with a lot of artists and creative people. So I share this stuff and I comment the hell out of it and I don't give a crap about it because if I like something I like something and on the outside that looks like oh my god see she's such a fan and why is she commenting everything and like oh my god like who the fuck gives a shit who gives a shit I give a shit about the things I love so I'll be open about it and I share stuff like that and that's the same how it works with everything else like we have forgotten how to communicate literally like that's literally the essence of social media has become likes and scrolling. That's it's the essence. All about putting
0: on a show now. It's like, I've, how can I tell my story in a way that looks as cool as possible? Again, it comes down to the ego. Everyone's like, I want to look as cool, as interesting and as adventurous as possible. It's become so, I think this is why I'm having such like a disconnect with social media now, because it, it has become such an inauthentic form of expression. And I've tried to sort of like reconcile that and sort of like play around with it. And like, how can I use social media to express myself authentically? And like, even when I use it, I find myself just falling into the structure of it because the structure is designed for you to show your highlights. So it's like, I I just sort of like, I just reached a point where I was like, this just isn't resonating with me anymore. So I don't, I use it just to like yeet stuff on about my business now and then, and then I just sort of let it sit because it is just one of those things now an ego trap
1: yeah that's the thing like uh, what i usually do now with social media is like i set myself certain times when i'm like you know this is the like for example on uh, when i do my coaching stuff and my witch stuff i have a day in the week where i say this is my community day so that means i'm going to spend a lot more hours on instagram go through everyone's profiles check out what they do And then I'm offline again. And the same with my other accounts and stuff. Like, obviously I still have my book account. And then my, it's kind of like my storyteller account, kind of like normal account, but still somewhat business. Because I think like, essentially it's always me. But like, when it comes to expressing myself, you will always have a certain type of business with it as well. And like certain type of self-expression. So um, it's kind of like an alignment between my three accounts and, and the sense of like, if you're really interested in all of my stuff you can follow every account like I don't mind and stuff um so essentially and even then I'm like I'll still take now more time to kind of train myself to be more in the present again because like I still because often we have this thing of like oh we're gonna miss out if we're not on social media right but First of all, you will always miss out on certain events. Like you cannot avoid missing out because if you make a choice for one side, then you're going to miss out on the other side. That's just how it works. That's again, the game of balance. And at the same time, if we're so attached to social media that we think we're going to miss something, we have an inside problem that we need to sort out because that's almost like a toxic relationship towards social media and thinking and being addicted to it. So Trust me, you're not going to miss out because the right people, whether it's a customer or a friend or whatever, they will make the effort anyway to stay in contact with you. So it's, it's the kind of thing like when people go like, oh my God, you haven't messaged me for like two hours. Are you okay? Yeah, I was just having a bath. What do you want? <laughs> and um, It's stuff like that where like the real people, <clears throat> they don't care if you're offline for a day or a week or whatever. First off, the right people will make the effort anyway to stay in contact. And sometimes it, that can be like not messaging at all. And I know that looks like, oh, you didn't care about me. No, you don't know how many thoughts someone spends on you per day. But the thing is, we have forgotten how to communicate. We are so driven of like quick commenting and stuff that we forget how it is to actually have deep conversations. And so we often think like, and the majority of times, it is a, per, a, a situation with the person and not with you like that that's because like we often think like oh my god now this person is upset with me like no no no. most of the time people go through their own shit before they have anything to do with you and even if there's a conflict that's a reflection of their own values so the best thing is to simply communicate about it and to just see exactly. that where, where the differences are and stuff like that but yeah that's something that is kind of like a wrap-up as well like don't waste your energy on people that aren't your vibe and also clear communication and don't be afraid to express your truth you know like the more you hold it back the more you just it's kind of like for me it's this thing of like I I would live a lie and that sleeps usually very shitty Mm -hmm. and at the same time it's this thing of I'd rather express my truth and know where I stand with someone than to actually say oh, no, no, we don't need to talk about this or everything is all right and stuff like that. And because the thing is also the right person, whether it's a colleague or whoever, they will understand you regardless. Because like, as I said before, you cannot avoid discussions. Essentially, we can't avoid hurting people. So we need to understand that we need to express ourselves, you know? And if something doesn't... Because the thing is also with whether it's a work relationship or someone any other relationship in life really if you don't always have to have the same extreme values to agree it's kind of like this thing of like agree to disagree situation so it's this thing of you can still be with someone or like work with someone that don't have the same values but there's a certain common ground where we're like okay cool i don't mind if you still have that opinion if it's something that extremely goes against your nature, then let go of that person. It's not worth the energy. It's absolutely not worth the energy. And that comes to the kind of like next, next kind of uh, topic that we dive into. It's the thing of like how to stop self sabotaging yourself. First of all, stop fooling yourself and think that you know the answer to everything. Stop believing that there is perfectionism because there is not. There is no 100% of anything, whether it's like the project that you're working on.
0: That's completely true. I'm very perfect. Practically perfect in every way.
1: And this is a good example for people that don't reflect. (laughs) Um,
0: I reflect uh, perfection. What are you talking about?
1: And um, the other thing is, yeah, so... Whether it comes to our emotional field, like it's the same thing of like humans are not meant to be always happy. So like if you're having a sad day, please have a sad day and just let it out. Because essentially, and that's something that I learned from Tai Chi and Qigong, uh, the moment we sit with our feelings, the solution comes. And that can hurt and that can be uncomfortable. But it's the kind of like, yeah, you could also say it's a spiritual approach and thing of like it's inside of us but the majority of people has forgotten to sit with their emotions. So it's the thing of we rather sleep and then avoid kind of like the feeling of it because when we wake up, we will feel different. We start watching TV shows. We And the thing is like, sometimes you can still deal with the emotion by doing a certain thing. Like what I do, for example, I dive into gaming and then I, and it's kind of like my form of like dealing with the situation sometimes. And then like, oh, even when I game, I get a certain like, you know, confrontation with with things and stuff. And um so even then it's kind of like this thing of like reflect on why you want to do this right now. Like, and the thing, this is the thing, like the balance in life is somewhere between like mind and madness, as I always like to call it, is a thing of mind and feelings. Um, and your mind will never have all the answers. That's something that we have to simply accept because sometimes it's just a feeling and it's the same with uh, starting the project sometimes you just got to do the thing and then you're going to figure out the plan and that's what I do with concerts mostly ladies and gentlemen (laughs) um it's kind of like the process of like you buy the ticket and then you figure out the rest
0: figure out how you'll get there yeah
1: um yeah so because like I often do that. And then my friends are like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, don't worry. I'll find my way in. Don't worry. Even if I have to go through a certain toilet window or whatever into the venue, I will figure it out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's the, it's the thing of um, sometimes you just got to do it. And we need to get away from the thinking of like there always has to be a plausible reason for it. because sometimes the reason is the feeling and whatever that feeling is for some for some of us it's kind of like the the heart feeling for some of us it's more like it comes from the tummy and or any other place in our body then we just got to follow it and that's something yeah we're self-sabotaging we also yeah the reflection part is something like we need to understand that first of all uh, also is the the thing of balance is also like nothing is nothing has worth until we make it worthy so it's this thing of obviously a conflict becomes only important to us the moment it activates something in us or the same thing of it kind of goes into the critique thing because like i often get asked like how are you so so good with like handling critic and i'm like well i just look at the person that's telling me the critic and that's it and if it's someone that i don't know why should i give a fuck why should i give a fuck
0: Yeah, if if someone doesn't know what you're creating something for, like what your vision is, then nothing they say has validity. So
1: Yeah, and this is actually a quote that I read in an interview with Machine Gun Kelly and Dave Franco. And I think it was Kelly who said, "Um, if someone is too shallow to see what you're aiming for, they are not worth your time. And that's something that I live by. Because the thing is, I still read certain, like I recently had a one-star review and it, it, oh my God, it's the funniest thing that I read because it was so shallow that like, it couldn't hurt me in any, any capacity. Cause I was like, yeah, this is a person that maybe comes from my past or maybe had a bad day or maybe calls themselves a so-called critic. But the review essentially was so basic written that i couldn't take anything from it i was like if someone like a good review is usually written with like negative and positive that's just how it is because like that's and or more like i would say that's an honest feedback in the sense of like you know personally i didn't like this but also this this and this is good and then that's something that i can work with and also take into consideration same thing as though I will never satisfy everyone. And that's okay, because that's not my job. My job is to satisfy, first of all, myself, like I need to be happy with the product at the end of the day that I'm bringing out. And then the other thing is to just, you know, still improve myself in the the matter of writing and be reflective about my work, but at the same time, tell my truth. And my truth is not someone else's truth at the end of the day. And from someone's perspective that maybe is more diverse maybe has a different skin color or maybe is more educated or whatever i will always make certain mistakes or will not come up to their truth in their matter of truth and that's okay but that's also not my job I, because my job is then to tell my truth and inspire people by that that can resonate with this truth and that's what i'm here for and it's the same with like the mentoring and stuff um I'm not for everybody and I don't want to be for everybody like I want to be for here for the people that want that change that is different compared to the majority that you get in the coaching scene and that's how I just deal with critics because like I often have it with my editorial team because my editors are so protective about my work they are like no you shouldn't read this it's really shitty oh my god And I'm like no no, no let me read this let me read this let me have a good laugh and um yeah that's just how it is and you know, it's it's the same when you have like these big platform reviews or whatever, or like big personalities at the end of the day, that's a human and um, they have a certain taste. And just because someone has a certain label on it doesn't make them less human. So it's up to you if you give them the power to basically smash your, uh, yeah, you could say ego or self-worth. But for me, it's also like, you know, my self-worth doesn't get shattered because this person rejects me or doesn't like me or whatever like i know what i'm doing and this is the thing of like it looks sometimes like i flick my fingers and everything just comes to me no there is always hard work behind it and that's with everyone's story unless your name is a certain billionaire that shoots yourself to the moon (laughs) Uh, but that's another problem around the world
0: that's the sad thing (laughs) You can't even say, oh, you're a billionaire that shoots yourself in the mirror. It's like, oh, that narrows it down to like five people now. Mm-hmm. That's the sad state of the world that we're in now. It's like, yeah, anywhere.
1: Yeah, that, that that's a whole like other
0: world <laughs> topic. Get that.
1: That, that, that's much deeper. But yeah, do you want to add something to like self-sabotage?
0: As as the king of self-sabotage, I definitely think I'm an expert on this subject. Um, I do think that what you you say about truth is... Like I, I could go into like various little odds and ends of lessons that I've learned over the years and stuff, but I think if we really boil down this topic to its core, I think just being very aware and knowledgeable as to what your truth is is fundamentally the root out of avoiding self sabotage. Because you know, one of the problems that I have I've faced. Again, this last couple of years where my self sabotage has been very, a very frustrating thorn in my side. And through a lot of mindfulness, I grew aware that it was because my vision had become very sort of clouded. I'd, I'd very much sort of lost sight of what I started this out for, where I was going with it, what I wanted to be achieving, you know. And, and this can happen when you start pursuing your dreams, you know, you start off with an idealization of oh I'd love to to do this thing but then as soon as it starts to transition into a job and it starts to become about well shit I have to make money like the money starts to sort of you know money is money I don't want to like paint it as whether it's a good or a bad thing but your motives can start to get a little bit corrupted as you start to sort of do things more because you have to rather than because you want to and that can start to Pull you away from what your vision was. And that's what was happening to me was because everything had become about I need to pay my bills, I need to meet targets and whatnot. It's very, very easy if you're not on the ball to lose sight of what that vision is and what you're trying to be, what you're trying to achieve, who you're trying to be, and so forth. And it can become even harder as well when you do hit that wall which I also did at around the same time as all of this, which I think is why the self-sabotage has been such a thorn in my side. Because when you hit that wall and your ego basically gets murdered ruthlessly, like something out of Game of Thrones, like it's, it, it's ruthless. You are just sort of left with so much self-doubt about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and things like that. And it can be a very raw experience. And as you pick yourself up out of it, it can leave you sort of being like, where do I go with this? And if you don't have a clear vision of what you're doing, you're just going to find yourself self-sabotaging all, all the time because you're not going to be able to sort of go, when, when you know where you're going authentically and you're 100% with it and you know what your purpose is, nothing else sort of matters. Even the sort of like the really painful emotions that can be really self-sabotaging, like I think, I think anxiety and fear, is probably the thing that sabotages people the most. But when you know your purpose, you just find the courage to work through that easily. It's not comfortable, but you find it and you do it. But when you don't know where, like when you've not got that, you just get caught up in the sea of fear and you go, well, I don't really want it anyway. So I'm just going to, I'm going to get back into bed. He says whilst lying in bed right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, like, if if you really want to break out of the cycle of self-sabotage, the most fundamental thing you have to do is really ground yourself and really get to the basis of what your truth is. And you have to, like, be really – again, this is probably where your, like, coaching and stuff will we'll deep dive into. I obviously have never been coached by you, so I, I'm not, like – this isn't like a paid ad or anything, but like, this is probably what you, can, <laughs> you do, but you really have to sort of like, it's very easy to have a dream. That's like, what are those? Like, is it like a gobstopper that's like, got like a bubble gum center, but it's got like layers and layers of, of hard shit on the outside that you have to get yeah. through first. A lot of truths are like this. Like you, you have like the outer shell of what you think you want, but you actually have to like peel off all of these layers and get to the core of what your authenticity actually is before you can get anywhere. And I think a lot of people think they know their truth, but they only know the sort of like the outer vision of their truth. They've not actually got to the core understanding of it. And I think that's where a lot of people go around. I think, I think again, that's sort of like I was talking about the sort of the, the intro phase where everything's exciting and fun. I think that's where that comes from because they see the sort of the, the illusion of the truth, the quick vision The generic big picture of it and they go yep love it sign me up but they haven't got down to the the authentic truth yet and I think that's why people hit the wall because they don't have their their deep core truth pinned down so when that wall hits it just shakes them to their core completely and you know it knocks them off their feet and I think the people I think there's a few people who are very blessed to just sort of Intuitively know their core truth from the get-go, and those are the people who come across as very inspiring because they are just people who, pretty much from birth, just know what they want and they go for it. But the majority of us don't have it built in like that. The majority of us will have to go through a lot of sort of self-reflection, a lot of processes, and a lot of work. You know, you mentioned things like shadow work and stuff like you have to go through a lot of these processes. To, like you say, remove all of the attitudes and beliefs that aren't actually yours, which are going to be there for the majority of us. Because at the end of the day, we are raised on them. We are raised into a society. We are raised on the attitudes and beliefs of our parents. And even when we start to gain a bit of autonomy, those are sort of like the foundations that our autonomy is built on. And they're not necessarily the strongest foundation. So at some point, you have to sort of take a step back and go, right, let's have a look at, you know, really deep dive into what your self belief is. You know, something that a lot of people will encounter is this isn't a term that I've coined, I've picked it up from somewhere else, but it's called the ceiling of success. And that's basically the level where you believe you can be successful. And anything above that, you feel you don't deserve. So what a lot of people do is they'll lift themselves out of their comfort zone and they'll work really hard and they'll get to that point, their ceiling of success, where they're like, yes, I can do this. I deserve this. This is great. And then they'll get past it. And that's when that self-doubt and self-sabotage will kick in and they'll start going, shit. I don't fucking belong here. I don't deserve this. Shit. And that's when that fear and self-sabotage will kick in to bring them back down. And usually they'll plummet right back down to their comfort zone because that's the first thing that people will do when they get uncomfortable. It's like, well, I don't like this. Let's go back to the devil I know. And that cycle will just keep keep going until you actually address the beliefs as to why you think you don't deserve it. Because the reality is not not in an entitled kind of way because nobody's entitled to anything, but there's just as much reason why you should have something as someone else. You know, it's like, if someone else is living your dream, it's like, well, there's, you know, you have as much right to it as, as they do. But why don't you believe that? What is it along the way that's taught you to think that you don't deserve it as much as the next person? Why, do, why have you got this sort of structure? Like, it's like with, with dating and stuff when people are like, oh, that person's out of my league. It's like, where have you come up with that idea? is it because you've been watching too many movies where the hot chicks go for people like Thor and you don't see yourself as Thor? Is that it? You know, is it like, what is it that's fed into it? Is it, is it because your parents said something? Is it because your teacher said something? Is it because your friends laughed at you when you got rejected by that girl at once? Like, what is it that sort of brought on this belief? And like, when you actually pinpoint it, you can usually determine that it's something external that has nothing to do with you. And like, like you say before as well, the sort of like the whole ego thing is like, usually things that happen are nothing to do with you. If someone rejected you, it's usually not because you're ugly or anything. It's just because you, you weren't, you know, that person wasn't interested in dating or they had a boyfriend or, or, you know what, anything like that. There's a million reasons why people do things, but our ego makes everything about us. And again, it's sort of like untangling that ego and being like, let's look at this objectively and appreciate that the majority of the things that we have taken personally weren't personal it's very very sort of like godfather kind of thing it's like this is just business you know there's nothing personal it's just business it's like most of the time it's not a personal attack against you and once you sort of like you get to the root of why you feel like you don't deserve things you can start to really sort of peel it apart and be like yep that doesn't have any real significance that doesn't really mean anything and you can start to build yourself back up to a point where it's like well i deserve it as much as the next person and like that doesn't mean that you're going to get it deserving something doesn't mean that you'll get something and that's the difference between like the whole entitlement thing where a lot of people feel entitled to something it's like you don't you're not entitled to your dreams but you still deserve the opportunity like you you in a sort of like an abstract sense you have as much right to be there as anyone else but you're not entitled to it you still have to make it happen you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. And I think that's just sort of like, like I said, it all sort of like feeds back into just getting really grounded into what your truth is and peeling away all the bullshit.
1: Yeah, I can 100% confirm that. um A quick note on that as well is just, it's kind of like the cycle that I always explain when it comes to love in general. And like the same principle works for the given and taken with anything that you do just because because like the first of all the whole like pressure on so many things just comes from society norm I never usually like to say society because we're also part of the society you know Mm. so like the reflection with our beliefs comes to our own responsibility to work on it and then at the same time it's this thing of so like with given and taken for example I always say and it works it really works like there's a difference between giving something out of love and giving something for love. And the moment you give something for love, you're trying to fix something inside you, whether that's a past wound because someone hurt you in the past, or just kind of like feeding your ego and the sense of like, oh, no one has made me compliment in like 10 days. I need a compliment from my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. And then the person doesn't say anything back and we get upset about it, but it has nothing to do with a person. And like this is the same with like given and taken. So like and it starts on social media. It starts with likes, comments, shares, saves. Just because someone doesn't directly share your stuff back doesn't mean like it, it has nothing to do with you really. Exactly. It, like, it's the same thing with like when someone says, I love you. Because like, I think generally it's so bullshit that we pinpoint pressure on so many little things in principle. And like, it's the big thing of like, someone says I love you. And the other person says, thank you. And then the other person gets upset about it. But that's not how it works. Like genuine love and same with genuine giving is just giving and it's just loving. And it also means not hearing and not getting anything back. But essentially, if we, if you live by that, you will understand and see that you won't maybe get it back in the same moment. Mm. But there is a cycle of like, what goes around comes back around. So if you live that way, you will see that maybe next the next day someone else tells you a nice compliment or there is another door that opens to work for you on a new project and stuff like that. And this is how it works. And But so many people have forgotten to be unapologetic about this. And like... Yeah. And then, and it also was something that I had to learn because it's what usually we do is like when someone genuinely makes a compliment or genuinely shares our stuff or genuinely um, does something, our first thought is always our first thought is always what you want. Like, why are you doing this? How do I deserve this? And it's like, I just do it. I just do it. And it's literally this thing of like, I don't want anything back from you right now. I just do it because that's the way of giving and or loving and and without wanting anything back. And that's something I know that's also a process to learn. And that's, trust me, it takes time because even I have moments where I'm like, wow, if I'm going to say this right now or if I'm going to do this, what does this person think of me? And this is the kind of process of like going with your fear and doing it anyway. Like, but the more you do it, the more you will also see the more genuine people get. And it, it starts with things like, you know, maybe the next time you go to a bakery, you just smile at the person that sells you your favorite cinnamon roll or whatever and stuff like that. And <laughs> did I just remind you of cinnamon rolls? Yeah,
0: some cinnamon rolls are really good right now. Honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really, it is like, it is something. Alf oh, in
0: now. Okay. Yeah. I'm good.
1: It is simply like that. And I know that's something that we essentially have forgotten. And especially with the, with the cycle of, you know, social media and stuff, we, we see. So like, or like we forget to like be very open about it and stuff. And, but it's something like, you know, it's, this is what I mean with what I said earlier with like, you know, you can either throw your shot or you don't. And at the same time, the, the real thing about this is like, you also need to let go. Like, get rid of your expectations, because then life writes the best stories, trust me, like, everything that has happened in my life that has been peak moments of like, oh my god, is this really happening, Um, was because I was balanced between intuition and mind, and also the genuine given and taken rule is just something that the more you do, it, the more you practice it, and that doesn't mean you won't have moments where you feel like, oh my god, that really hurts, because the person doesn't give it back, or like, You thought this person would because you were still on the expectation level um or you thought you knew this person um and at the same time it's a training for you you know like I always say like because I used to have this thing where constantly people were like oh I miss you I miss you and I never said it back because if I don't feel it in the moment I just don't say it back I'd rather be like oh thank you that's nice and still be honest about it like that doesn't mean I invalidate their feelings or don't think it's it's valid to say that but I'd rather be, because I will have other moments where I'm like, oh, me, I miss you and stuff. And that's that's just how it is. Like the that's the real balance of like giving and taking and without any expectations. So that's the kind of wrap up I have at this point. My gosh, I could literally sell this podcast episode as a mentoring session.
0: <laughs> but, uh, no. I, I do think that the um, the non-attachment to expectations and so like how things are going to play out is definitely an important part. You do just sort of have to very much get into the habit of just sort of just letting things happen. Just like you say, doing things for the sake of doing it rather than for the result. And then just let the result just accumulate how it is. And like as long as you're doing things from a position of your truth, then at least the, the consequences of that is always going to be truthful. You know it's not going to be dishonest, it's not going to be full of nonsense. And you can it's it's much easier to deal with things that are a consequence of your truth than something that's a consequence of the illusion that you're trying to build up. It's is definitely much better that way. And just sort of like I think sometimes having expectations and attachments to various outcomes is one of the things that leads to a lot of that fear and frustration that can then lead to self-sabotage because it's like oh, if you expect this thing to go badly, you're then just going to get stressed out about it. You're going to get anxious about it. And then ironically, it's probably going to end badly anyway because you're stressed out about it. So it's like, if you can just let that go and be like, well, I'm just going to do this thing. I'm going to try and enjoy it. You know, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. If it goes right, it goes right. Like Just do it for the sake of doing it and then roll with whatever follows. I think that's really important mindset to sort of just learn to be able to overcome the bane that is self-sabotage
1: yes 100 percent. ah man we literally dropped so many amazing inspirational things today um yeah there was a lot of truth in here
0: <laughs> and lots is, of stuff yeah
1: is there anything else that you want to discuss or have an impulse to otherwise i think we're pretty much i
0: think i think you know the whole sort of session has been quite an authentic deep dive i think you know this topic is quite an iceberg and i think we really only you know touch the tip of the iceberg on this yeah we could definitely there's so many things we could deep dive into but i certainly don't have the time to sit here for the next eight hours going into it It's like same you know and I'm sure that you want to be saving some of the spicier content for your actual um coaching lessons and stuff so yeah I, I don't really have a great deal more to add at a surface level I think like we've covered a lot of things that would get people going or at least give people some, some like food for thought on the subject but yeah it's it's definitely a topic like chasing your dreams is always going to be hard work spiritually like i think if people take nothing away from this like just just take that home like if you're in that phase where everything's sort of like exciting and new you know maybe you're in your first year maybe your first couple of years maybe you've you've done a few years and you've not hit that wall yet in which case congratulations how the hell did you manage that one but like just sort of be be mindful and like i don't want like this to scare people or anything but just be mindful of the fact that sooner or later life is probably going to throw you a curveball that's going to throw you into a period of intense sort of like spiritual growth and that all that spiritual growth will either make or break that dream in a sense like you've got to either push through it and learn and develop or you have to go okay maybe Maybe this dream is just gonna be a dream and I'm gonna go back to the the nine to five office job that you know pays my bills. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I think that's another thing as well, is like everyone, particularly in this modern age, hypes up, chasing your dreams and stuff. Like there is nothing wrong with a humble, grounded life of prosperity. Like there is nothing wrong with having a chill job in an office, nine to five, that, you know, you don't hate it, you don't love it, it pays the bills kind of thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, as long as you're making sure that you enjoy life on the side. Do you know what I mean? Like, have those little things that you're doing on the side that give life that spice. But there's nothing wrong with that. But if you if you are one of those people that does have the drive to just really keep pushing towards that dream, just embrace the fact that it's going to be a very rocky road that is going to bring you to your knees probably on multiple occasions before you get there just be just be willing to face that and know that you know just dig deep push through it and just have a community of people around you that you know who are your tribe who you know are going to sort of like have your back in an authentic way and that, that's again where speaking authentically and just behaving authentically really comes in clutch because as you've said several times when you're authentic the people who authentically vibe with you just sort of end up around you. Like it's, it's not even that you bring them to you. They just sort of appear and it's like, oh, cool. That worked out well because the people who aren't authentic to your va- your values, your truth, your vision, they'll just go off and do their thing. And that's cool. That's fine. More power to them. You know, we're not on the same wavelength anyway. The people who are, will just be there and you'll all help each other through. So, which whichever path ends up coming, it'll work out great. Be confident in that. But be confident in it. Focus on it.
1: Exactly. Be your authentic truth. That's my last sentence.
0: <laughs> that that's pretty much sums up the whole the whole dream thing, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it does. Oh yeah. Uh, one more thing. Um, I, I think I might have said it before, but like, don't think that you know a dream can be something like working in a supermarket and being a supervisor or whatever so like don't think that you have to now have a massive dream of I don't know becoming a Hollywood star or whatever like a dream is something that you define and you shouldn't be afraid to like because there is no small or big dream or too too little too too big or anything like that so like a dream is something that you decide to dream for and that's that's great because like Honestly, I'm happy that a lot of people work in supermarkets because, you know, I need my chocolate cookies at some point when I have my existential crisis on like the next creative project and stuff like that. And like we're a network essentially and a community. So, yeah, whatever your dream is, I hope that you go for it. And, um, yeah, you shouldn't be afraid to speak about dreams unapologetically as well as living your authentic truth on that note listeners wherever you are in the world right now day night about to go to sleep um i hope you have finished the beer wine or drink by now after this is very deep talk um we might be back with some more i mean generally we will be back with more deep talks on this topic but if you have a question feel free to message me and obviously also go and follow james for any deep dive into creative um photo shoots and if you have the luck to live in the uk you can also book Shooting with him and do some cool wicked stuff, and yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. Do you want to have a last final word?
0: Um, pinata okay, good work to end on.
1: Cool, pinata siesta siesta. Again, I will see you next time <laughs> on gg and Saji. Bye. You wanna get in contact with us? Don't you worry! You can find us on social media on Instagram as Abel or Elsie Hamilton or I am Lola Hamilton when it comes to all things coaching, magic and spirituality, as well as the website LolaHamilton.uk. If you're interested in the book series, RevolutionSeries.com is your way to go and dive into the universe full of magic, LGBTQ characters and dark fantasy.